Welcome to Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Spencer, and for those of you who are new or just don't know, this podcast is basically just an audio version of my videos over on YouTube, which you can find if you go over to YouTube and type in the search bar at The Film Punch. If for whatever reason you can't find me over there, you can also head over to my Instagram, which is also at The Film Punch, and the link in the bio should take you where you need to go. Yeah, not only can you find the video version of what I talk about over here on the YouTube channel, but you can also get it earlier over there, so I highly recommend going over there and subscribing if you don't mind. As for this episode today, you know, it's 2023 now, so Happy New Year, and it's time to break down my lists for my favorite and least favorite movies of 2022. And uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, this podcast will be ending on episode 200, which is coming up very soon, so this will be the last, you know, year movie ranking, uh, if you will, of this podcast, which is sad, but at the same time, you know, it's going to continue over on the YouTube channel, so another reason to go over there and subscribe. But let's not waste any more time, let's thank the sponsors and get into the list. 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Alright, so 2022 is just about to come to a close, and with that, it is time to break down my list of my top 10 favorite movies of 2022. And yes, tomorrow I will be posting my list for my top 10 least favorite movies of 2022, but I figured most people would probably want to hear my favorites first, so that's why I did that. But uh, yeah, basically how this list will work is 10 will be, you know, very good movie, but not quite my favorite, and 1 will be my favorite movie of 2022. Before I get into the top three, I will mention some honorable mentions, which are movies that didn't quite make the list, but I thought should get a shout out in the video. Tomorrow I will be posting a top 10 least favorite movies of 2022 list, so stay tuned for that. But without further ado, let's get into it. Starting with number 10 is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I knew I had to have a Marvel, on, Marvel movie on the list somewhere, and uh, yeah, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was definitely the best Marvel movie that we got this year. Thor Love and Thunder and Multiverse of Madness kind of fell short and uh, you know this movie really delivered on the emotion with the passing of Chadwick Boseman they had a lot that they had to rework but I think it added a lot to the movie as well again because of the emotion of it and uh, they did a really fantastic job with this movie do I like it better than the first Black Panther no but still again best movie or best Marvel movie of 2022 uh, if I do say so myself I think a lot of people would probably agree uh, coming in at number nine, I have Bullet Train starring Brad Pitt. Almost didn't make the list. I will, uh, I'll tell you what movie almost made the list in place of Bullet Train, uh, when I get to the honorable mentions, but I had a lot of fun with this movie. Brad Pitt is always charismatic. He's really fun in the film, but the real two standouts in this film for me were, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry as Tangerine and Lemon. I could see a whole spinoff movie of those two characters alone, I would love to see that. I would love to just see a sequel to this movie in general. And uh, it's a movie I had a lot of fun with and I will definitely be rewatching. Coming in at number eight is my favorite horror movie of 2022. And that is Smile. Stars Sosie Bacon. I believe she's actually the daughter of Kevin Bacon. Um, who, you know, shout out to him for being the 
holiday special of Guardians of the Galaxy. That was fantastic. That didn't make the list because I didn't consider that a movie. So, <clears throat> Zoomy, you know, it's kind of a short film, I guess. But short films slash specials don't really make the list, in my opinion. If it's on your list, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, Smile, I think, delivered on a lot of a lot of elements, not only psychological, but supernatural. You could kind of look at it from a certain point, up to a certain point in the movie, from two, two perspectives, psychological and supernatural. And, um, you know, this is a movie that nobody was expecting to be good and was a huge surprise to everyone. Coming in at number seven, I have Nope, directed by Jordan Peele. And, uh, you know, I love Jordan Peele as a director. Us wasn't my favorite, but Get Out is definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. And this is a very different movie as opposed to his first two movies. And I love the whole science fiction alien aspect of it. Um, I've always been really intrigued by that kind of stuff. So him kind of taking a uh, dive into this territory is something I was very interested in seeing. Yes, the first time I watched it in IMAX, I got very motion sick, but I'm not holding it against that movie because I think this is one of the best of 2022. Maybe not my favorite, but still one of the best. At number six, I have Vengeance, which is written and directed by BJ Novak, who some of you might know as Ryan Howard on The Office. Um, you know, this movie delivered on a lot of heartwarming elements as well as a lot of comedy and a lot of drama and just like a little bit of suspense as well. Um, it's about a, a podcaster. He's a true crime podcaster who gets contacted by a hookups family who thought that uh, <clears throat> their, you know, sister, daughter, cousin, whatever it might be, was closer to this guy than he actually was. And so with that, he wants to make a true crime podcast about her. And in that, he kind of realizes there's a lot of twists and turns to the story and Ashton Kutcher's in it as well. Boyd Hallbrook is, is the uh, older brother character. He's fantastic in there. Definitely worth watching if you haven't checked it out. Coming in at number five, we're getting to the top five here. I have Violent Night, um, a very recent movie that I had a lot of fun with. I will definitely be rewatching this every year on Christmas. Um, having watched Die Hard recently, um, maybe it kind of took it back a little bit for me. But at the same time, it's a movie I had so much fun with, even if it is very similar to Die Hard. Um, David Harbour as Santa Claus, fantastic. I hear they're doing a sequel, so hopefully that turns out good. Uh, but we shall see in the future. Very funny movie. I love a lot of the action as well. The action is my favorite part. It's like, you know, again, Die Hard, but also kind of John Wick with Santa. So really fun movie if you haven't checked it out. Uh, coming at number four, I have The Batman. You might be thinking I'm crazy for not having this at my number one, or at least my number two, or at least my number three. I know, I know people. Uh, but having watched this three times, I start to kind of feel the runtime the more times I watch it and there's some elements of it that I don't love the darker elements of the movie make it a little hard to rewatch but at the same time it is one of my favorite Batman movies of all time uh if not my favorite Batman Begins would be a close second if you know this one was my favorite a lot of people love the Dark Knight I love Heath Ledger as the Joker but the Dark Knight's one that I was never a huge fan of to be completely honest I know I'm crazy for saying that but uh yeah, I mean, The Batman 2022, I think, is a fantastic movie. Uh, you know, really realistic take on the Riddler, played by Paul Dano, and I think he's fantastic as that uh, character. And uh, Robert Pattinson as, as the Batman, I very much like the first time watching, very much like the second time. Third time watching, a little less, but, you know, I, I still have hope for this uh, this Batman franchise going forward. Very great film. 
Uh, yeah, so I said I'd get into the honorable mentions before my top three, so let's get into that. Uh, the movie that almost made the list in place of Bullet Train was Puss in Boots The Last Wish. Since it was such a recent movie and I was just so surprised by that movie actually being good, I think I was just a little too excited about it by putting it on the list the first time. Uh, but maybe my opinion will change after I watch it another time and uh, maybe I'll be like, no, this actually takes the place of one of these other movies on the list. But as of right now, it's just an honorable mention. I think it's a fantastic movie worth watching, though. Uh, unfortunate that a animated movie didn't make the list, though. Kind of spoiling, you know, my top three there, but oh well. Uh, also, The Fablemans is a movie that a lot of people loved. Me, personally, you know, I, as a person who loves filmmaking, I should love a movie about filmmaking. But I feel like, I don't know, it didn't do as much for me as it did for a lot of other people. I, I still think it's fantastic, don't get me wrong. Um, I love the story to it, and... A lot of the filmmaking aspects throughout the story. Paul Dano is also fantastic. Again, Paul Dano, I think he's definitely one of those actors you got to keep an eye out for because he is absolutely fantastic and worthy of so many awards. Um, but yeah, also Barbarian, one of my favorite uh, horror movies of this year. It's a very weird movie, so be prepared going into it. it takes place in my home state in Detroit, um, which, you know, it doesn't necessarily paint it in a good light, but at the same time, it's it's not very easy to paint Detroit in a good light. So, yeah, very, uh, very messed up horror movie that I would recommend. But at the same time, maybe don't eat anything while watching it. Um, also, Elvis almost made the list. Um, the only reason it would have made the list is for Austin Butler's performance alone. Uh, literally anything else about the movie, I'm just not a big fan of. I don't like the pacing. I don't like the editing. I don't like... The way they played Tom Hanks off in the movie, I don't think Tom Hanks is a bad actor. I think he did the best with what he was given, but I'm not a fan overall with what the director slash writers did with this film. Um, but yeah, Austin Butler deserves a an Oscar for his performance, absolutely. But uh, yeah, this this film didn't quite make the list because it doesn't necessarily. I can't necessarily have a bank on the performance alone. Uh, but yeah, next up is Dog. Uh, which is a movie that I think is directed or co-directed by uh, by Channing Tatum. He also stars in it. And it's a movie about a dog, so you always get me there. But definitely worth checking out. I think it's pretty good. Uh, Pearl, another one that made the list, as well as X. I think Pearl actually made X better for me. I didn't care for X the first time I watched it. Uh, but having watched Pearl, you know, it's a, basically a prequel to that. It, it heightened that first movie for me, and I thought Pearl was fantastic as well. Uh, looks like I had Elvis on here twice. My bad. Uh, but Black Phone is also a really great horror movie this year. Great movie for uh, great year for horror movies. Um, only one really ended up making the list. I don't think many people would consider Nope quite a horror movie, even though it's very horrifying. Um, but yeah, uh, the Black Phone definitely great movie. Uh, Ethan Hawke fantastic. Also, his daughter is in Smile. So yeah, that made the list at least. Uh, but yeah, definitely worth checking out. Check out the Black Phone. Uh, Fall is another one that almost made the list uh, just because it's something unique. You know, I've never seen these types of movies before where it's like uh, the directors and writers of Fall made movies like 47 Meters Down and stuff. And I haven't really seen those types of like trapped in a certain place kind of movies. So for me, this was like a fresh thing, a fresh concept for me. So Fall did a lot for me, especially with my fear of heights. Um, I, I think it's a movie that's better for the big screen than maybe at home, but uh, at the same time, it, it definitely played on those fears. I thought did a lot of things pretty pretty well. 
Uh, there was a twist in the movie that I didn't care for too much, but um, yeah, that's that's one of the main reasons it didn't make the list as well as maybe not being as well to watch at home as on the big as it is on the big screen. Uh, but yeah, also Turning Red is on the list, one of the best animated movies of this year. Um, I think this movie is absolutely fantastic in the story that it tells. Um, you know, Everything Everywhere is another movie that kind of told a similar story of you know a Chinese mother and daughter dynamic. Um, but yeah, Turning Red, it's it's a great story for children if, you know, certain parents are willing to let their children watch it because I know there's certain parents out there that probably wouldn't want their kids to watch it. And those types of parents are honestly the types of parents in that movie that they're depicting. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Uh, but yeah, also Scream uh, 2022, not the original one. I love the original Scream. I thought this was a really great, uh, great sequel. And... I mean, it's not my favorite, but I'm also looking forward to the new Scream in, uh, in 2023. So, yeah. Uh, Jackass Forever, my first Jackass movie experienced on the big screen. Uh, so, for that reason alone, I had to make the list. Um, I was happily eating popcorn the whole time. I wasn't grossed out at all from one thing. That being said, I didn't watch the extended version that was released in theaters. So, uh, I, I heard there was a lot more gross stuff in that version. Uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, starring Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. Fun buddy comedy. Um, definitely recommend checking it out. Nicolas Cage plays himself. That's all you need to know. Go check it out. It's it's hilarious. Uh, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. I love the first Knives Out. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, so this had to make the honorable mentions at least. Uh, I don't like as much of the satire elements of this film that they went with, and I thought the twist was very obvious, so... For that reason, it didn't quite make the list, but there's a lot of fun things they do with it. Uh, and then the last movie I will mention is, spoiler alert, another fairly recent film starring Jim Parsons, and forgive me, I can't remember the other actor's name, but it's basically the movie that bros promised it would be, and it's a movie that made me just sob in the theater. Honestly, it probably should have made the list, but it's a movie I'm probably not going to end up re-watching because it's not an easy movie to rewatch. but I would recommend watching it at least once. Uh, so yeah, those are all the movies I want to mention in the honorable mentions. So with that, let's get to the top three. At number three, I have Prey, which is a movie exclusive to Hulu. And it's, I guess, a Predator prequel, right? Yeah, I, I honestly think this is the best in the Predator franchise. Um, you know, Predator fans come at me, I know. But um, I, I just love the story that they told in this movie with the, uh, the Comanche tribe and whatnot and just the setting of it. And a lot of the action really worked for me as well. They stuck to for the most part, fairly practical effects, and I appreciate that as well, so movie that did a lot for me, I will definitely be re-watching this. Uh, crazy that it came before the Batman, uh, you know, the Batman and Prey are movies that I kind of flip-flopped on, but at the end of the day, I rewatched Prey, and I was just like, yeah, this is the most rewatchable because, for one, it's shorter, <laughs> it doesn't take as long to rewatch, and two, there's just like, the, the, there's kind of like an underdog element to it whereas Batman doesn't quite have that it's it's a very dark movie but still I don't don't hate that uh but yeah Prey makes number three at number two I have Top Gun Maverick um you know this almost made number one but there's one other movie that I just really love that I had to make number one but Top Gun Maverick is honestly one of the best action movies I've probably ever watched it's in my opinion, better than the first one. I think a lot of even Top Gun fans would say it's better than the first one. Um, you know, the the way they actually shoot the actors, like record the actors inside the cockpit of these jets is absolutely insane. It's something that's really never been done 
in a movie before and seeing it in the IMAX twice for me oh my god I mean even watching it at home it's awesome but like seeing it in the IMAX and just remembering it every time I watch it at home just remembering how I felt like I was in the cockpit like I've never had a movie immerse me as much as this one did so Top Gun Maverick kudos to you who knows if they'll make another one honestly I hope not I hope this is like a one and done kind of sequel kind of deal uh no more please <laughs> Please, I, I think we can all agree that the first Top Gun, pretty awesome film. You know, it's a classic. Uh, but this movie, fantastic. Shouldn't have another sequel. This should be it. I think this is a great way to send these characters off. Um, but yeah, Top Gun Maverick. Oh my God, watch it if you haven't already. It's fantastic. Even if you don't like Top Gun, I feel like you're probably going to like this movie because it just delivers on so many, so many elements. But yeah, uh, at number one, I'm sure some of you might have guessed already. It's a movie that I reviewed on the channel recently. It is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And funny enough, it's a movie that I didn't like the first time I watched it. And it's only recently that I rewatched it and realized I was freaking stupid before. Sorry, I tried not to swear in this uh, in this top 10 breakdown. But yeah, I, I realized I was just an idiot for not not realizing how good it was before. I thought it was just too much. It was too weird. Uh, but after rewatching it a second time, I allowed myself to just escape into it and just kind of, I don't know, turn my, turn my brain off isn't the right word, but just like kind of get on their level, you know, because I was just like so standoffish before watching it the first time being like, oh, this is too weird. I don't like what they're doing here. Uh, yeah, I had to get in their minds and get with this film and uh, hear other reviews as well. Hearing people actually rave about it made me think, you know what, I'm probably wrong about this movie. And I definitely was completely wrong about this movie because, you know, Evelyn in here, um, played by Michelle Yeoh, she's fantastic. Um, I believe it's Stephanie Sue is her name, uh, who plays the daughter in here. Forgive me, I can't remember her name at the moment. Joy, um, also fantastic. And then there's Kei Hu Kwan, is that how you say it? um, who plays, sorry, I'm trying to remember all the names, um, yeah, I can't remember his name at the moment, I'm sorry, I should remember his name, um, Waymond, there we go, I knew I'd remember it, and then you have, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Deirdre, but Beardre, I believe is how you say it, just such a fun cast, such a crazy movie, like, this movie just has so many crazy elements to it, and recently I watched Babylon, and that movie had a lot of really crazy elements to it. But this movie is crazy, but like tasteful crazy. And um, you got fights in here with certain adults tools, if you know what I'm talking about. And um, yeah, I mean, there's elements in here where they're like, I mean, I don't really want to spoil anything huge because it's one of my favorite movies you know, of 2022, and honestly, one of my favorite movies of the last three years, possibly even one of my favorite movies of all time, I really want people to go watch this, but they play on the whole multiversal aspect, you know, similar to Multiverse of Madness, and this movie, I feel like, did that multiversal thing better than Marvel did, honestly, I, I really do think that, um, this movie had so much fun with that, that element of it, it it's, again, let me reiterate this, this is the weirdest movie you'll probably ever watch, uh, but at the same time, at its core, it has, has such a heartwarming story about a mother and a daughter and, you know, how the dynamic between a Chinese mother and daughter especially can be really strained and very difficult. 
and, you know, similar theme shown in Turning Red. Uh, here, you know, this is kind of like Turning Red for adults in a way. Um, very much recommend this movie if you are of age. Uh, if you are under the age of like 17, then I would say maybe, maybe don't watch this. This might not be appropriate for you. But at the same time, it has just so many really deep human, human moments in here that I just love personally. They make me cry. They make me laugh. This movie also forgot to say that is freaking hilarious is absolutely hilarious. Um, I mean, it's weird, but it's, it's hilarious weird. So, you know, I, I'm going to stop rambling here. I'm just going to tell you, watch everything everywhere all at once. If you haven't already, um, not really sure what streaming service it would be on. I have it on my voodoo account. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's up to you to go find or rent it or whatever you might want to do, but definitely check it out. It is my favorite movie of 2022. So yeah, there's my list of my top 10 favorite movies of 2022. I would love to see your list down below. This isn't the right list. This is my subjective list. That's why I say my top 10 favorites rather than top 10 best, um, because this is just how I feel at the end of the day. And sure, a lot of these might change over time, but in this particular moment, this is kind of how I feel about all the movies I watched that I liked from this year. Uh, but again, I would love to see your list down below. Even if you don't have a top 10, maybe like a top five or a top three, um, you know, not every, not everybody watches, you know, just shy of 90 movies in one year like I do, or at least new releases in one year, because uh, that's just including 2022 releases, not on top of the other movies that I've watched. So I've watched well over 100 movies this year, which is just insane to put into perspective. But yeah, uh, I'm going to stop rambling now. Thank you all very much for watching. Come back tomorrow for my top 10 least favorite movies of 2022. And uh, yeah, we're getting towards the new year. So if you're watching this after New Year's Eve, after the new year, happy new year. And I will see you in the next one. All right, so 2022 is just about to come to a close. So with that, it is time to break down my list for my top 10 least favorite movies of 2022. I've seen just shy of 90 2022 releases, which is insane to me and yeah I've seen lots of movies this list in particular was very difficult for me to make the top 10 best was obviously or not best but my top 10 favorite was obviously still difficult to make but I honestly feel like this one was harder which by the way you can find my top 10 favorite movies of 2022 list on the channel should be the one right before this review but uh yeah let's not waste any time starting with 10 going to 1 10 being not the worst but still not great and one being the worst in my opinion at least and before I get into the top three I will mention some dishonorable mentions movies that you know didn't quite make the list but I thought should be mentioned starting with number 10 I have the Bob's Burgers movie for me personally I've never been someone who is a fan of the Bob's Burgers show I watched the first season going into this film just for a little bit of context and I didn't mind the show to be honest uh, but when I got to the movie, it feels like the show, but an extended runtime and it doesn't really feel like they had enough ideas for that extended runtime. Maybe for the fans of the show, it's all right. Maybe it's just since it's not for me, you know, maybe, maybe that's why it's up further on this list. I gave it the benefit of the doubt, but that being said, there is one person in particular who I know likes this show who said they didn't really care for the movie. So who knows? Maybe Bob's Burgers fans do like this movie. That's why it's higher up on the list because, you know, this, maybe it's just not for me. The, uh, giving it the benefit of the doubt. That's why it's at number 10. 
But at number nine, I have Minions, The Rise of Guru. Another kind of case where maybe it's just not for me, so it's a little bit higher up on the list. But at the same time, I hate these freaking Minions movies. The first and second Despicable Me movies weren't horrible, but at this point, they are just milking it for everything that it's worth. And um, very forgettable movie, in my opinion. Kids will have fun with it. I'm sure kids love Minions. A lot of people love Minions, so that's why it's higher up on the list. But again, not for me. Something I would not rewatch. Uh, at number eight, I have Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, you know, theoretically, the last movie in the Jurassic World franchise, Jurassic Park franchise. We'll see about that. I'm not holding my breath. But for it being the conclusion of this uh, of this franchise, of this series, and bringing together the legendary characters as well as the new characters from the Jurassic World movies, this movie should have been a lot better than it was. And... It should have focused more on the plot of, you know, having dinosaurs living amongst humans that they set up in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which, you know, didn't care for that movie, but I thought that idea was interesting. Instead, they really focused on this whole locust thing, and uh, yeah, it was not the movie that people wanted. I think it's pretty forgettable, and that's very disappointing for something that brought in these legendary characters. Um, some people might like it. For me personally, I don't. That's why it's at number eight. We're kind of getting to that point where, you know, it might be for some people, but for the most part, I, I think a lot of people kind of agree with me on, on this stuff. Um, that being said, people might not agree with me with the stuff going forward. Uh, at number seven, I have Black Adam. Uh, I feel like this is a movie people are kind of either one of two ways on. They either love it or hate it. Um, Actually, never mind. Honestly, I wouldn't say I completely hate this thing more than anything in the world. The thing that makes me not like this movie is just the the way Dwayne Johnson was after this movie. You know, I don't know if it was him personally or if it was his team. I don't know if he had any knowledge about it um, or if it was actually him tweeting this stuff. But, you know, saying that the movie made more money than it did. And uh, for a movie that was kind of just underwhelming and hearing about that and just hearing how childish kind of Dwayne Johnson was about the whole situation, or at least seemingly so. Um, it, it just kind of knocked this movie down a couple more levels for me. Probably would have been a little higher up had not the controversy happened. But uh, yeah, that's why it's at number seven, really. Not the worst movie I've ever watched, but again, very forgettable, terrible villain in there. Uh, at number six, I have, hey, Halloween Ends. Um this is a movie maybe probably should have been a little bit higher up on the list, but I just had to take into account how much this movie pissed me off as a Halloween, as a Michael Myers fan. Personally, uh, this movie just did so many things wrong. It disrespected the character of Michael Myers. I get it. He's a slasher. He's a serial killer. You're not supposed to respect him, but at the same time, he's this legendary character. And for a movie that's essentially supposed to like, you know, Jurassic World Dominion, be the conclusion to the series it's such a disappointing end that that leaves me just scratching my head and wondering why they made the decisions that they did had this movie been you know in the place of halloween kills and halloween kills would have been the ending i think it would have worked out better but having this be you know the conclusion to this halloween uh, trilogy that we had um very disappointing film definitely pissed the hell off this definitely pissed the hell out of me. Uh, but yeah, number five, I have Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. 
Uh, only reason this movie is on the list, I think children will enjoy this movie for the most part. Um, it's not horrible, you know, for kids. And there were even adults that were having way too much fun with it in the theater when I went, when I went to go see it. Uh, but I went to go see this movie for one reason in particular, and that's because I knew it would have to end up on this list. So I feel like if it didn't end up on the list, I would feel like I wasted my time. And there's actually another movie like that that didn't end up on the list that I will mention in the dishonorable mentions in a minute here. Uh, but yeah, Positive Fury, The Legend of Hank has people like Michael Sarah and Samuel L. Jackson. It's a Kung Fu Panda ripoff. And I don't know, it's one of those movies that have really great actors as the voice actors or whatever in the movie. Like, it has a really great voice cast, or it really just has a great cast in general. And you wonder why they agreed to do it. And then you start to realize they probably didn't agree to do it. They were probably contractually obligated to do it. And this movie just kind of feels like a contractual obligation to not only the actors to perform in, but for the audience to watch, or at least for me personally. This... This movie was nothing short of unbearable, but at the same time, it's not quite as bad as some of the other movies I've watched this year. Um, and, you know, again, kind of giving it some of the benefit of the doubt for it being a kid's film, maybe not being for me. Um, that's why it's not quite as low as maybe it should be for me personally. But yeah, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Um, honestly, I wouldn't even recommend it for your children, but hey. If you want to watch, let them watch that, um, you know, depending on the age range, it, it'll probably be mind-numbing entertainment for them. Uh, but yeah, coming at number four, I have Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, the first ten Fantastic Beasts movie wasn't bad at all. Second one is where you really started to lose me. I hated that one. And with this one, I don't think I hated it as much as Crimes of Grindelwald. But at the same time, I barely remember anything that happens in the movie. It's incredibly forgettable. I really hope they don't make any more after this because I do think it is kind of tarnishing the Harry Potter legacy. And, um, you know, I don't really think they had a story quite worth telling in here. Um, or at least, you know, a story that they could tell well um, in, in the film. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really disappointing one. But at the same time, I really wasn't expecting much. So the fact that it's so low down on the list, I don't know, doesn't quite make sense, I should have expected it, but at the same time, me not being able to remember barely anything about it is, is never a good sign, uh, but that being said, it's still not one of the worst movies I've seen this year, and we are about to go into the top three of my least favorite movies of 2022, so with that, I'm going to get into the dishonorable mentions, these are movies that didn't quite make the list, but I thought I should mention uh, just before I get into the top three. Uh, that one movie I was mentioning before that I basically just watched to be on this list is called Family Camp. It is a faith-based movie. Um, it kind of has a similar plot to like Cheaper by the Dozen 2, uh, the one with, um, um, you know who I'm talking about, the guy from Only Murders in the Building. Can't remember his name at the moment, gotta keep going. Uh, but yeah, there was only like one moment I laughed, the rest of it was just like watching people who thought they were really funny. But the reason why it didn't quite make the list is not only because it's a faith-based movie and I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt for that reason because I am not a very very religious person. Um, so maybe it's just not for me in that aspect. But also it's kind of a kid's movie. It's a low-budget movie. So, you know, I, I feel like I can't trash on it too much as much as I already did, honestly. But 
yeah um i think there might be a review for that on the channel i'm pretty sure so you can go find that but yeah definitely not a great movie uh three thousand years of longing is one with uh i think it's excuse me tilda swinton and excuse me always get hiccups when i'm trying to record uh it's tilda swinton and uh and idris elba and idris elba is essentially a genie in a bottle and um it, it should have been a lot better of a movie than it was it was intriguing leading up to the ending and then the way they decided de decided to end the story is where it really lost me and um I don't know, I just don't like the direction they took the ending in. So that's that's a big reason why I just didn't like that movie very much. I think aside from that, it did some very interesting things, but, um, you know, didn't quite make this list, so it wasn't quite as horrible as some of the other stuff on here. Um, then we have Memory, which is a Liam Neeson movie. I feel like there's always one Liam Neeson movie that comes out a year, uh, every year that nobody watches, and this is one of them. Um... And it's funny that it's called Memory because I honestly don't even remember anything about this movie. I think Guy Pierce might be in the film, but uh, that's about all I got for you. Uh, also on the list, Terrifier 2. Um, this is a movie I really wish I would have liked. The first one was pretty good. I liked how it stayed realistic for the most part up until the end. With this movie, it took a lot more fantastical kind of fantasy, more, you know, science fiction, um, supernatural elements. And um, with the low budget that they have when they try to do those types of things, it doesn't quite work as well. And, um, I mean, the gore isn't something that bothers me personally. I wasn't throwing up. I wasn't passing out or anything, uh, especially since I had watched that first movie, I was kind of, you know, I knew what to expect going into it. I knew it was probably going to be a lot crazier, but still, um, yeah, just the direction they took with the character. And then honestly, the, it feels like a middle chapter because, it doesn't really have a conclusive ending to it, but it's it's a much longer movie than it needs to be as well. So uh, didn't quite make the list uh, because, again, it's kind of a lower budget film. I still have respect for it. I think Art the Clown is one of the best new slashers. So um, I have a lot of respect for both movies, and that's the reason one of the reasons, at least, why I didn't make it on the list. Um, next up is The Invitation. Uh, honestly, this is one of those that could have easily made the list, but just didn't. Um, I think it probably could have replaced the Bob's Burgers movie possibly, but at, at some point I just had to say, all right, I have a, a full list. I just have to stick with the list I have now or else I'm just going to keep remaking it. Uh, but yeah, the invitation is like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a vampire, like almost fan fiction kind of movie. It feels like Wattpad, you know, fan fiction story about vampires. Um, it's, it's not good. Don't waste your time, but if you like that kind of shit, go ahead. Uh, what else on here? All right, this might be a controversial take, but The Woman King has, like, a really great review on, uh, or, like, really great score on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of people are praising it. There's a couple people that I watched that, you know, kind of saw through it, I guess, or just, just didn't like it. Um, you know, it's one of President, Ob or former President Obama's favorite movies. I saw that list on Facebook. Also, you know, everything everywhere on that list, which, uh, you know, same, but hilarious to see that Barack Obama loved that movie just as much as me. Um, but yeah, The Woman King is one that just, I, I never really understood the hype around, I, I guess. I mean, I'm not saying I have anything against women. I don't, I'm not saying I have anything against 
black people. I'm not saying I have anything against black women or men or anything like that. It's just a really underwhelming movie that I don't, I don't really understand why people are praising it so much. I mean, it, it looks good and some of the action is pretty good, but aside from that, I just didn't care too much about anything else. I mean, some of the acting I would say is pretty good too, but I mean, other than that, it, it just doesn't really stand out in terms of the story overall. Um, and, you know, it's hard when it comes to uh, stories based on a true story, or like movies based on a true story, I should say, um, to like really critique that kind of stuff. Uh, so I think that is one of the big reasons it's not on the list, but I don't think it's an awful movie. I just, one of those movies I don't understand the hype around. Uh, but yeah, also on the list is The Northman. Um, only reason this is on the dishonorable mentions list really in this least favorite list at all is just because I simply don't like these types of movies. Um, you know, I think the green Knight was probably a great movie, but I just didn't, didn't really care for it when I was watching it. I tried to watch the one, uh, what was it called? Um, the last duel. I tried watching that so many times I got to a certain point and I was just like, I can't get into it. I don't know if it's just that kind of fantasy aspects, you know, the night, medieval kind of stuff i i think so i don't know i like game of thrones but that had a lot of like fantasy kind of sci-fi aspects with it so i don't know maybe i'm just not into those types of movies but the northman was all also one that i just didn't really care too much for <coughs> excuse me sorry um and i'm gonna say this i didn't love avatar 2 as much as everybody else i don't think it's a horrible movie but um you know me not really liking the first one very much I would actually say I kind of like the first one a little bit better than the second one. Uh, second one, just I'm just not into it. It's not my lore. It's it's not the stuff that I'm I'm interested in. And sometimes stuff comes around like you know the Northmen, like Avatar two, that just don't pique my interest. They they for whatever reason, as much as everybody else likes them, just not for me. Uh, but I think that's about enough of my dishonorable mentions. Let's get into the top three of my least favorite movies of 2022. Starting with number three, I have Uncharted. Um, you know, Uncharted is a game that I never really played. Um, yeah, I've seen some gameplay and whatnot, and I've known for for a long time that people have wanted Nathan Fillion to play Nathan Drake, and I think he would still be perfect even though he is older. Um, I, I don't like the whole casting decision of Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. And I especially don't like the casting decision as Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Um, you know, these are characters I'm not attached to. But when I see the potential for who these characters could have been played by, you know, um, and especially just like, it's a Sony movie, or at least I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's a Sony movie. And they do their typical Sony things, and it has some really stupid writing in there, like things that don't make sense at all, and... It's it's just one of those movies that I do not feel like rewatching. It has some decent action, but for the most part, it feels miscasted. It feels uh, poorly written, and yeah, just very very underwhelming movie for something that could have had a lot more potential. Uh, number two, uh, two and one are kind of kind of weird. People would assume two would be in one, one would be in two, but. At number two, I have Morbius, another Sony movie. Um, this movie is awful. Don't get me wrong. I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> Sorry for swearing in this. I was trying not to swear in this, but Morbius is a terrible movie. Uh, but the only reason it's not at number one is because as opposed to my number one 
this is a movie I would probably rewatch at least one more time just for a review. Maybe again in the future for the meme of it. Uh, because it is something to laugh at. There is a meme quote, like, there is a meme aspect to come out of this movie that I can appreciate. Like, the whole it's Morbin time thing. Like, there's, there's plenty of memes to come from this movie. And that, you know, for that reason alone, that is the only reason why this movie didn't make the number one. And I'm sure you're all wondering, what the heck is that your number one? Well, it is Pinocchio. And no, not Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. It is the Disney live-action Pinocchio. Um, I don't think I've seen a movie in so long that felt this soulless, felt just like a blatant cash grab. There's like little little Easter eggs to little other Disney things, but at the end of the day, it just feels like, hey, give us more of your money. Give us more of your money. Look at these other properties. Look at the other properties. And, um, you know, the voice work for the most part isn't horrible. I like Tom Hanks as Geppetto, but when it comes down to it, this movie just has no soul. You know, he Pinocchio may have no strings, but this movie has no soul. Um, I, I don't think I've ever been so just <sighs> disgusted watching a movie that I should be just in love with. Um, you know, you have really great voice talent there, too, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt as uh, Geppetto. <coughs> and then... I could be wrong. I, I I forget exactly who's playing Pinocchio, the voice of Pinocchio. But again, like a lot of great voice work there. And it has been quite a long time since I've seen the original Pinocchio. Um, but I feel like there are some things that are different. And the things that are different do not work for me personally. Uh, who is this directed by? What is it? Like eh, Robert Zemeckis? I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong down in the comments below. But Whoever did it just did not do it right. Um, and honestly, when it comes down to it, they really just should stop doing these live-action movies. I'm really worried about that live-action Lilo and Stitch one because, personally, Lilo and Stitch is one of my favorite Disney movies. But, yeah, Pinocchio, one of the most soulless movies I've ever watched, or at least one of the most soulless movies I've watched in a very long time. Um, and I'm surprised that it actually beat Morbius as one of my least favorite movies of 2022. Uh, but yeah, there you go. There is my list of my top 10 least favorite movies of 2022. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to see your guys' list down below, even if it isn't a full top 10, maybe like a top five or something like that. Also go out, go over and check out the top 10 favorites of 2022 video, um, and go check that one out and comment down below and tell me what your favorites are over there. Uh, but yeah, it's been a pretty great year for movies. I've seen, again, I think I said this in the beginning, but just shy of 90 movies, which is absolutely insane. That's just counting the 2022 releases. Uh, but yeah, lots of great ones. Lots of uh, lots of great ones for sure. But, um, you know, lots of kind of not great, kind of crappy, and also pretty meh ones. I, I would say there's probably a lot more meh movies than good and bad. But um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking of doing like a top 10 most meh movies of 2022. But um, I don't really see the point in that. I am possibly thinking of shoehorning in a top 10 favorite and least favorite uh, shows of 2022. Might possibly do that, but I also kind of want to watch Andor before I do that. I uh, don't think I'll have time to watch, you know, House of the Dragon or Rings of Power, but Andor is the one at least that I need to watch because I'm pretty sure that'll make my top five favorites of 2022 for TV shows. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the video here. Thank you all very much for watching. 
Um, and if you're watching in the new year, happy new year, happy 2023. Um, yeah, we'll get right on to the new movies as soon as they start coming out. I'm sure, you know, Megan's coming out soon. There's the, the auto one with Tom Hanks, uh, speaking of Tom Hanks, Pinocchio. Um, and then there was one other one that I cannot remember at the moment, but there's a lot of really great movies coming out in 2023 that I cannot wait to review. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of bad ones that'll end up on that least favorite list. But, uh, yeah, as for this year, that is it. Thank you all very much for watching Film Punch. And, uh, yeah, if you're watching on, uh, December 31st, I will see you next year. See you later. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I am on Instagram and YouTube at The Film Punch. I have another account on Instagram that I don't use a whole lot, but you can also go follow if you want, called at The Film Sensei. I'm also on Facebook at The Film Punch, but again, I'm more active over on the at The Film Punch Instagram page and, of course, the YouTube channel at The Film Punch as well. But yeah, usually the end of the episode is when I just ramble about whatever I want to ramble about. And today, what do I want to ramble about? The end of the year. I mean, I kind of rambled about that in the last episode, or the end of the last episode, I should say. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a nice year for a lot of different things, for horror movies. Um, you know, I think we had a lot of really good horror movies this year. Of course, not all of them made the list, but Smile was definitely a big standout for me. I think The Black Phone was also a really great one, which I believe that one was PG-13. So, uh, what they achieved with a PG-13 rating, you know, like a lot of surprising pg-13 horror movies uh they can achieve a lot with just that rating um you know correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure that was pg-13 uh you know what? let me look that up i can look that up actually i might be wrong oh let me see the black phone 2021 it is oh no it's rated r yeah it makes sense it's it's scary i wouldn't want a 13 year old watching that because they would be traumatized uh, but yeah, that's that's a pretty scary movie because it's probably the most, even with the supernatural elements, probably the most realistic one of uh, in terms of, uh, you know, 2022 horror movies. Then, of course, we had Scream, which wasn't a huge standout to me personally. I'm a huge fan of the uh, first one, but in terms of all the other ones, I'm not super crazy about them. Maybe I'll watch them uh, this year around Halloween time, but we shall see. Um, yeah, I mean... What else has come out in terms of horror movies? Barbarian was pretty good. Um, that's that's just a, like a really weird movie. Uh, but speaking of which, you should uh, check out the Double Toasted Interview. I believe it's called DT Interviews or Double Toasted Interviews over on YouTube uh, with Zach Kreger. He is the writer and director of that. And if you've heard of Whitest Kids, you know uh, it's like a and I don't even really know much about it. I just remember seeing like certain videos and sketches on YouTube from it. But I think it was like a TV show or something. I could be wrong. Maybe it was just a YouTube channel. But I, I remember some of that. And he was one of the members of that. Uh, one of the creators. So um, yeah, just cool to see him do something different. And uh, also it's set in Detroit. So, you know, that's in my home state. Not really making my home state look good. But at the same time, it is Detroit. So, you know, there's only... You can only make Detroit look so good, to be honest. But it, it's coming back for the most part. You know, it... it it has its areas still, but of course. Um, but yeah, horror movies were really good this year for sure. I don't think I would really consider Prey a horror movie. That's more action than anything. But um, yeah, that one was really solid for sure. 
And I know, again, people will probably think I'm crazy for putting that one before Batman, but that's just how I feel. That's that's the one I feel like I could rewatch more than Batman because I, I really just feel like it's the runtime of Batman that, that makes it hard to watch along with just like the really dark themes and stuff. Um, it's not as easy of a watch for me personally, but I still think it's fantastic. It's honestly my one of my favorite Batman's Batman movies, if my, not my favorite. I can't talk. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, Batman Begins is honestly like one of my favorites too. Um, you know, I love Heath Ledger as the Joker, but I don't love the Dark Knight as a lot, as much as a lot of other people do. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Christopher Nolan as a director. I'm not a fan of kind of like, I don't mind the realistic tone, but with that one, it, I don't know. It, it just felt like some guy. It didn't feel like Batman anymore. It just felt like some guy in a suit. And I know I probably sound insane for saying that, but um, I don't know. I, I just never really felt uh, Christopher Nolan was was quite the right person for Batman. I mean, with Batman Begins, it worked really well because Gotham felt like a character in that one. You know, the way that Gotham felt like a character in the Batman 2022. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. Uh, anywho, I'm recording this before I'm recording my top 10 favorite movies of 2022 list. So I should probably save my voice for that because I have a bit of a cold. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this intro or outro up, I should say. Uh, so thank you very much for listening once again. Happy New Year. I hope you all had a great year. And uh, the question for you, for the people that are listening on Spotify, for those of you who don't know, over on Spotify and the people that create podcasts on anchor like i do can ask their audience a question and you can answer over there so my question here i will you know say it right now and then i'll also have it available over there what is your favorite movie of 2022 and what is your least favorite movie of 2022 i would love to hear what you guys have to say and uh yeah that's all i got for you thank you very much for listening once again for the third time uh and i will see you in the next one (laughs) 